Yeah, for sure. I think how I sort of see it is there's a gate and when your gate for your house and all that other stuff that you have inside is so weak, like the wind can blow and it just rocks open the door and closes the door whenever, however it wants. So. Hello and welcome back to the Forever Young Podcast. I am Nick, one of your four, three, three hosts today. Um, B has is out on a family, family. What is it? <laughs> it's a, it's a, um, a family thing. Gathering. A family. Yeah, thing. that's a good one. I like that. Probably not a family gathering. <laughs> <laughs> not in <laughs> not this not current in this state. Time. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I am joined by my two other co-hosts. I've got Charlene. Hello. And I've also got Tim with me today. Hey, how are you guys? So, what has been new, guys? Let's fill some time. Hmm. Uh, you want to go, Charlene? Um, it still kind of feels the same for me. I feel like the lockdowns, we were discussing this before, the lockdowns have progressed, but my work is still open and like the only difference is I'm going for walks outside rather than at the gym is the main difference for me. What's been happening with you guys? Well, I've um, stopped doing acupuncture for now. Um, I'm offering over computer, not quite, I'm not doing like telehealth, but um, Skype or something like that. I haven't had any inquiries just yet, but I was going to do something like that for people that need herbs. Um, but yeah, stopping acupuncture for now, it's it's just not busy enough for me to keep stay open and pay rent and pay all my overheads and stuff. So yeah, but other than that, my other... My other funeral gig is still still on, so doing that. How about yourself, Tom? How's class? Um, it's it's usual for me. I feel like we've moved on to like online classes now instead. Um, yeah, I was gonna ask about that. Um, how how we how that was working? Because was it only was it only last week or the week before that you guys were still going to class? Yeah, it was literally on the day before Victoria announced like total lockdown for the whole of Victoria. But it's it's gone well. It's um. We've pretty much finished the semester now, so the teacher's pretty much like, yeah, you guys should do assessments, and I'm going, bye, and it's just gone on holiday, pretty much. Fair enough, fair enough. Well, is he allowed sorry. on holiday? Or you just mean, like, he's just hanging out? Yeah, like... he's just, yeah, he's hanging out. He's, he's like, I'm here if you guys need me, but he never checks his emails, so mm. <laughs> debatable. <laughs> that's a that's a classic lecturer mm-hmm. gig. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's that's about most of it for me. The other thing I wanted to ask you guys is how is your um, autumn prepping and autumn dryness going? Because I thought we could touch into an episode that we did a couple of weeks ago and sort of just check in on how that was going. And it, it kind of relates to what we're going to talk about today. So how are you guys, how are you guys going? Are you guys feeling all that dryness or um, anything like that? Yeah, in terms of preparation for me... Um no, it, it shows how unprepared I am for autumn because I'm getting all the symptoms of like sniffles. Uh, like How unprepared you are for life. Yes, that's true. <laughs> that is, well, autumn, life, one, well, it's sort of the same, same thing. Same, same. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely getting the sniffles and like all this like wind, interior, like external invasion sort of symptoms for me. What about you guys? So, wait, what, have you, what are you going to do about that? 
Um, have you started taking herbs or are you doing anything? Oh. Or are you just riding it out? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just staying indoors just, pretty much. Just waiting for winter to come. <laughs> yeah. No, I've, I've started taking um, this combination of herbs that's it's meant to help counter... Train? Oh, yeah, that's the, the, the life the train. train. That's the train of knowledge coming in. It's a toot-toot. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um... No, I'm taking this combination of, like, Weijitang and, like, Yuping Fengsan for the coronavirus. So, I hopefully don't infect my parents if I go out and exercise or something like that. But do, <laughs> this is going to sound real skeptical, but... Okay. Do you believe that that will work? Mm, possibly. I feel like... when Wait, it, What was it? Yuping and... Weijitang? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because I'm, I'm, yeah, so I'm getting that. You... I'm getting symptoms of like, n- not coronavirus symptoms, but more like just like sniffly nose, um, get like mucus and stuff in the, the morning. Normal, yeah, that's the normal sort of stuff. symptoms that are going around around this time. Yeah. Um, when autumn rolls around. Where are you getting your youping? Um, I we've we've had some stocked up for a while, so. Ah, okay. I got my. Yeah, I was from... gonna say because. Acunids. Yeah, I got mine from Acunids like la- last week, two weeks ago. Fair enough. I, I haven't looked, uh, like haven't needed to look, but I would assume that that is in scarce. Um, mm, I think the Black Pearl ones, there's an abundance of, but I do believe the rest of them, they're in low stock. I know Acunids is really backed up right now. Yeah, yeah, because that's sort of the go-to that everyone's going to for this prevention. But, yeah, my question is, and uh, I haven't looked into it a whole lot, um, but is this Yuping actually going to work as a preventative um, for getting the coronavirus? It doesn't... You know, my Western brain and my Chinese med brain is sort of fighting each other, mm-hmm. saying that it's it's not really going to work. Yeah, preventing getting it um, might work preventing the symptoms and how harsh it comes on. But being a carrier and stuff, I don't. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But I, again, I don't have any scientific basis on that, but it just yeah doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, from from my understanding, like the immune system is a bit weird in the sense that it's it's a system in itself. It's not just like ah oh, yes, you have this barrier against this barrier. It's like how your whole body is working in like a whole. So let's say, sure, you might it, it might you might still contract the disease, but let's say if it was it was meant to be fatal on you if you didn't like take herbs or you didn't take precautions or whatever. But now that you've taken it, I feel like it, it could help with some stuff, like in terms of like symptoms or. Yeah, I believe it would work with like symptom wise. Yeah. Being a carrier and stuff, and like preventing it spreading, I don't feel like Jay uh, at Yuping would do that. Yes, yeah, yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah, I, th- I think, uh, yeah, I, I can see where you're like just on a like a realistic scientific basis. Yeah, I don't, not the biggest scientific nerd, but I'm not, <laughs> you know, yeah, but I do believe in it, and obviously, and that's. Yeah, there's it's just an interesting thought I've had while this is going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the herbs work more for yourself, like your body being able to fight off 
whatever comes to infect it like it's more of a personal level whereas like stopping the spread like isolating hand hygiene is about like everyone else around you as well so not just your own ability but like looking out for everyone else does that make sense yeah i think this is a good this is a good transitional topic to um today's overall topic of immunity and chinese medicine and you know what we do to to help prevent diseases and build up the body's immune immune system and stuff so Shall we briefly just cover the Western medicine side um, and then we'll dive deep into the Chinese med side. So, Tom, do you want to do us to give us a rundown? Just just real brief and real quick on... Just what, like yeah, Western, what yeah. Western medicine immunity is. And probably first line of defense and second line of defense. Oh, getting into specifics, I see. <laughs> <laughs> um, my understanding of like the general population for immune system is it it's sort of just like it's sort of like you see a barrier and it protects you from like microorganisms that can cause cause disease or infection um but yeah i think that's a common misbelief where it's it's again it's a system not something that you can just be like oh this is one thing that you have that's a barrier where i think in yeah, terms that, of that's yeah, that's sorry. why I mentioned the the sort of mentioning the first line of defense and the second line of defense, because you know that first line is your skin and the things that are on your skin and all those oils and stuff like that and like your eyelashes and all that type of jazz that your <laughs> body has to sort of prevent anything getting in. Yeah, um, which is a system in itself because it's self cleaning and all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, there's that the second line of defense. Yeah, second line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this is there three? There's three. I feel like yes. there should be three. There is three. You're correct. Very good memory. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's been a while. It has been um, a while. You know, and then there's that yeah, second line of defense which we you were going to get onto there, um, that helps build that systematic immunity. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, do you want to briefly talk about that, Tom? Yeah, it's it sort of covers like um, like when you have your inflammatory responses, so stuff like fevers, when you get the cold or something like that, sometimes you have a fever, it's just to help fight off and burn off any of the, um, uh, invasion or any like microorganisms. So stuff like, um, yeah, help to stop the spread. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, Charlene, do you want to go over the third line of defense? If you still remember? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> How's, how so good's the, your memory, the third Nick? Line- the third line of defense is quite complex because um, that's when you get into the specific cells and and they're meeting the you know whether it's like bacterial or virus and all yeah all those T cells and B mm. cells and antibodies and, and stuff like that and yeah antibodies and antigens and all those fancy words that after you leave school leave your brain um, <laughs> so, so yeah. there's all of that um, yeah which is which is all good and great. Um, I was going to mention something else, but I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, yeah, that's... Anyway, that's that's my understanding of, like, from a Western <laughs> medicine side of, of immunity, at least. So let's focus now on, like, the Chinese medicine side. Like, what... 
what is immunity when it comes to Chinese medicine? How is it? How does it work? So we've explained like the cells and how the microorganisms would work in terms of defending us. But how would it yeah, work now like, for yeah? I feel like this is a quite a big um, question or. Uh, something that patients often come to us with and say that they want to boost their immunity or they want, you know, they want us to sort of, yeah, uh, have a greater immunity to these things. So, like, yeah, I think it's good to sort of discuss what the immune system is in Chinese med and how we can sort of help boost it for our patients and battle these type of things. And because we often see patients that we would believe have a lower Wei Qi or you know, low, that lower defensive chi. Um, so, yeah, some of the stuff that we go through and some of the stuff we find. So, yeah, what is immunity? Okay. <laughs> um, I think it's... Where's Brendan uh, when you need him? That's right. <laughs> I think it's a combination of all our different types of chi. Um, the, like, healthy chi, our, our source chi, like the kidney chi and then the wei chi and all of the different types of chi i guess build from a chinese medicine point of view our defenses wait that didn't make sense they combine to become our defenses to um the pathogenic factors or whatever wants to invade our body does that make no that doesn't make sense either yeah no that's a good point today no, we've got technical difficulties on our end, but oh, the right. listeners can hear. Okay. Yeah. But no, I you are, I I got some of it, and you're on the right track. Um, okay. So definitely that's everything what you're those saying is confused. Is looks were. Okay. Nope. Can't <laughs> hear me again. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Couldn't have said that better myself. <laughs> uh, from what I got from it, you were talking about like kidney chi and lung chi, and uh, and that building a defense together. So that's that's like the internal and the external. Um, coming back to what Tom was saying earlier about it being a whole system. Yeah, I think I think that's a this is a good bridge topic between Western medicine and Chinese medicine when it comes to immunity. Um, I'm I'm not entirely sure Charlene covered that because um, Jess couldn't hear you. Sorry, it's not that I wasn't listening. Um, yeah, it has the defensive chi or the wei chi that Nick was talking about. Um, it has three main functions uh, in Chinese medicine, where it helps to. Can we, wait, yeah. before we go into the functions. Yeah, sorry, sorry. To off there, no, huh? you're right. Can you describe what wei chi is and where it comes from? I know we've touched on this on the podcast before, but for all our new little youngsters out there that uh, that you know want to know everything about Chinese medicine, um, can we? Can we just touch on what it is and where it comes from? Yeah, sure. You mean our youngsters? What did I call them? Youngsters. youngsters? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's from Pokemon. Youngster. Those dragons. Okay. Oh, no. No. Okay, never mind. Just cut me out. Uh, no need. You cut yourself out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So for me, at least, uh, no, according to the textbooks, Wei Qi, or the English term, the defensive Qi, it's a type of Qi that um, it's produced by the air that we breathe and the nutrients that we get from the food that we eat. That's where it 
comes from. So what it sort of does is the lung uh, is responsible for regulating it and it helps spread around the body. It's sort of like, in this case, Wei Qi is sort of like a barrier around the body, but it helps to defend against so external pathogens and stops any of the bad stuff from coming in. Yeah, that's right. Um, I feel like this was something that we talked about in first year for like three weeks and not everybody got it for a very long time. Um, but yeah, you, you're right. It's, it is like that barrier. It's, um, it's like air guard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Is the way I picture it in my head. It's, it, you know, it, it kind of belongs under the skin a little bit cause it's, it's under the pores. Um, but it, yeah, protects, it protects the pathogens from getting into your body and penetrating the six levels. Um, so it, yeah, floats around in that, in the Tai Young area. Mm-hmm. And yeah, produced, no, it's not produced by the lung, is it? Um, it's, it's lung, it, but it is regulated by the lung. Yes, you're right with it. It's, it's produced by the food that we eat. Um, the, I think it's the Zhongqi combines and it comes up and it comes up and it changes and morphs into Wei Qi. Yeah, something like that. Okay, so now we're talking about functions because we've covered what it is and where it comes from. Mm-hmm. So you were going to, yeah, have a chat about the functions. You said there was three main functions there, Tom? Yeah, we sort of, we sort of covered uh, one of them already in terms of that it like protects from invasions of external pathogens so yeah like nick said before like cold heat sweating all that like catching colds easily so when you can catch colds really easily it normally means you have a weakness of wei chi um in terms of that sort of stuff it helps with regulating your body temperature as well and warming and nourishing the body throughout that's the three regulating body temperature is an interesting one and it's it's not the the biggest of the three, but it's an interesting it's an interesting one to mention. Um, we don't learn too much about it as a regulator. Hmm. Yeah, Correct you're right. If I'm wrong, but yeah, I, you know, I often associate uh, body temperature with like yang and yin, yang and yin, yin and yang. <laughs> um, <laughs> you're not wrong. Well, not. But yeah, no, because I was thinking about like kidney young and spleen young warming up the body and being like the, the fire under the crockpot and stuff like that. So, but yeah, it is it is also a good point to think about uh, Wei Qi as as that outside regulator. Yeah, when you think about it, it it helps regulate the sweat glands, I believe. So that if you think about it in that sense, it goes and controls the sweat glands to cool yourself if you're feeling too hot internally or like it closes off the pores if you want to trap the heat in. Yeah, it's the external uh, temperature regulator, whereas the young the young chi in your body is the internal regulator. So that's, yeah, it's an interesting point. Yeah, definitely. But your first function that I can't remember what you said is the better point. <laughs> oh, the, the protection, the arrow guard. And what was your third point again? Just to reiterate. <laughs> if anyone wasn't listening, aka Nick, um, it <laughs> helps helps to warm and nourish the body. So I, 
I think it's so, sort yeah. of yeah, the bricks. It's like you know when you like make a new, um, let's say like a veranda, or whatever. you're coding it to protect it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's um. What I'm interested in is, so now that we know it's sort of like the, it's a structure on the outside of your body that's sort of like a barrier, how does, how do the organs come into effect when it comes to affecting the way tree? For me, uh, two of the main, there's two or three main organs uh, that are mainly affecting the way chi. The first two that are the most dominant are the spleen and the lung. Because they they are involved in that DD function and a lot of that like building up the Wei Chi and separating the, the good stuff from the bad stuff and you know, doing all of that function. The lung is obviously the most important. Um, but definitely underlying spleen. And then the third one for me is the kidney, because the kidney and lung relationship is quite important. So these three again, and it was mentioned, I believe, in our autumn podcast. And it's it's been a recurring thing over the last couple of weeks, um, you know, with all this coronavirus talk and uh, we're talking about common colds and all that stuff. Is this the um, the combination of the lung, spleen, and kidney relationship, and the DD function of the the lungs and this type of stuff? So yeah, for me, I would definitely be looking at the lung and the spleen in terms of looking at weight sheet deficiency or boosting immunity and things like that. How does the spleen affect the Wei Chi in the sense that, in that sense? Because you mentioned the lung and stuff, but in terms of the spleen, how how does that specifically? Let's say, I'm, uh, I have a deficient Wei Chi, and yeah, you're going to help treat the lungs, but why would you treat the spleen in this case? So the spleen for me is, is where the good stuff and the bad stuff get separated in terms of Qi. So the bad stuff obviously gets sent into the intestine and that's um, where it's regulated through the stool and all that stuff. And then the good stuff gets sent up to the lungs and that's where it builds the chi. And that's also involved in that form of building the way chi, like you were mentioning before. Um, with uh, You had a name for it. But yeah, that's... So if, if your spleen is deficient and not sending enough of that good chi to the lungs... Obviously, your lungs are getting deficient and they can't spread the chi around the body and regulate the outside, so therefore it will end up being deficient. So you've got to look at that whole relationship. I think the spleen is also important because... Oh, train. Um, sorry. The spleen is train also idea. important because it creates the jung chi, the healthy chi, and um, like Nick was saying, they circulate together, like they're not really that separate. And I guess the combination of that Jung Chi and the Wei Chi helps to create the immunity. So um, while we often talk about just Wei Chi, I guess it's important, um, the spleen's function is important to help um, get that Chi around. Um, yeah, you're right. And if you look at a lot of people that are spleen deficient, You'll you'll notice that they catch colds quite easily, and their ex their outside is quite weak in terms of their def- defense and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, yeah. That's, that's how that stands your question there, Tom. Yeah, for sure. I think 
uh, you might notice some patients might have uh, like spontaneous sweating more often than not because of not having that ability to keep the fluids within the vessels and so it leaks out through the skin in the terms of sweat. So Yeah, which is uh which is one of Guadra's great functions in harmonizing the yin and the way. Um, you know, Guadra and Mahuang do that quite well and that hence why they're the first two formulas are Shang Hanlun is that, you know, they they um they regulate those pores and stop that sweating and, you know, do these things very effectively, hence why, yeah, they're, they're quite involved in building that immunity and helping control the external and the internal battle that we constantly are fighting. Yeah, I think this is a good, that's a good segue to look at, start looking at herbs and formula differentiation when it comes to like, oh, someone says they want to come boost in their immunity, like what formulas would you use now to be like, hey, I want to use this because this patient has said this or these symptoms have come up that makes me think I want to use this formula. What's yeah, the, well, the yeah. In, in my mind, there's two ways you can look at this. There's that, you know, a patient, a healthy patient comes in and says that they want to sort of boost their immunity and make sure they don't hit the flu season really hard and maybe they don't want to get the flu shot or, you know, whatever. They're sort of in that age bracket where they don't really need the flu shot. So, yeah, there's those type of patients that are healthy patients. And then there's the patients that um, catch colds quite easily and are fairly run down all the time and a bit sick and constantly sort of have like a sniffly nose or that dry cough or, you know, constantly sort of fighting some sort of common cold, um, but obviously want to boost their immunity so they don't get hit by the flu season or hit by the common cold when winter comes around. And we will have a winter podcast soon, so stay tuned. <laughs> um, <laughs> winter is coming. So, yeah, there's, so there's, there's those two type of patients. Um, my preference is the, the second patient to, to chat about first, uh, which has that underlying EPF going on. So it's sort of always there. Um, you might not notice it in in patients that come in for like musculoskeletal problems or anxiety, depression type issues, but um, you know those those type of patients, it, it's there often. Uh, so if you you start to clear that some of that external stuff as well, and then start to boost their immunity. So you know we're looking at things that are exterior relieving, relieving, um, depending on the pattern. So. You know, some of them have gone a bit deeper than the Tai Young, which is that really superficial um, alternating chills and... Oh, not alternating chills and fever, but just chills and fever and that sniffling nose and the cough and, you know, all your classic common cold symptoms. Um, but they're probably a bit more down. Um, so, you know, possibly into that Shaoyang, which which has the alternating chills and fever, but maybe like a dry cough or um, more like that sniffly nose or recurrent common colds, things like that. So, yeah, you want to release the exterior um, and then sort of treat the underlying condition. Yeah, for sure. I think how I sort of see it is there's a gate and when your gate for your house and all that other stuff that you have inside is so weak, like the wind can blow and it just rocks open the door and closes the door when it, however it wants. So I think how yeah, I... I think the gate idea is really interesting and... 
I know we stumbled upon it um, when we were studying the Shanghai Learning Uni, Tom. Do you want to just expand on the gate idea a touch more? Is there anything else that you want um, to say on that? Because I think that's a really good analogy for sort of how... The, the six player, levels. Yeah, I think it's just just as a little tidbit type of information. Yeah, there's, it's been a while. Um, let me just say that <laughs> for... So, so how I sort of see it is there's two circles. There's the outside circle, which is like the outer gate, and which is your your three young. So your tai young. So going from top to bottom is your tai young, your yang bing, and your xiao yang. So those three are your outside gates, and then you have your inner sort of inside organs, which is all your yin organs are normally inside. So that's sort of like your tai yin, your xiao yin, and your jue yin. So Jiayun being the deepest and the most inside. So how I sort of see it is the Taiyang is responsible for, uh, if I remember correctly, the opening of the gate. And the Yangming is for closing the gate. And the Xiaoyang is for the hinges of the actual gate itself. So that's why a lot of people mention Xiaoyang as like a pivot, pivot system between the two, because it helps open and close both the outside gate and the inside gate as well. I'll get more into it in a bit, but... I couldn't have said it better myself, mate. (laughs) So that's why some of the symptoms that you see in Taiyang symptoms are more like... um, You can get attacked by like wind, cold... But generally, it's more like aversion to cold sort of symptoms because you're feeling more like cold coming inside, whereas the Yang Ming is more hot because you can't close the door properly. So what happens is um, you can't close the door, so all the heat gets trapped inside, and that's why you always have lots of like high fevers, you feel hot inside. Your aversion to cold now changes to aversion to heat. You can't close. Sorry, you can't close the door, you can't open the door. Uh, you can't open the door. Sorry. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. The other yeah, way that around. that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, so, so all the heat is like trapped inside. Mm-hmm. And that's why like some of the the bigger Yang Ming formulas like your Da Chen Chi Tung and stuff like that um, revolve around a lot of the, like heat in the intestines and things like that. Um, yeah. It's, I know for myself, it's easy to think about like common colds and like going through these like Tai Yang Yang Ming uh, Xiaoyang conditions to think about like sort of the outside of the body. So, you know, your skin and your your nose and your mouth and like those type of what I would consider like outside of the body stuff. But yeah, when we're talking about like Yang Ming, we're, t- we're also talking about like lots of heat in the intestine. Um, so like lots of like, constipation and drying the body fluids and things like that. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, but yeah, sorry, go on with your... No, no, that's a, that's a good observation that you would have, like, that I missed out on when I was trying to explain it. So, when it comes to Xiaoyang, uh, I think that's probably the one of the most commonly known ones where you have that alternating chills and fevers sort of symptoms. That's because the door hinges of your gates, they don't work. So, like, things aren't opening, things aren't closing properly. That's why sometimes you feel super hot, you get your fevers, and sometimes you feel the chills, like, straight after that. So... That's when you would probably use your Xiao Chai Hu tongues, I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. 
cool. That's your like main predominant formula when it comes to that sort of stage. But when the yeah. pathogen sort of goes a bit deeper, you hit that sort of more. Um, so in this case, tie-in would be the not being able to open the gates. Similar like to Tai Yang, where you can't open it. Tai Yin is the same where the inside part, the inside circle of you can't open it as well. And that's why um, it gets trapped in between the two. And you get a lot of like your chronic watery diarrhea, like your vomiting, your um, lack of thirst. Yeah, those types of symptoms. So coming back to sort of the immunity, which is we're talking about that outside circle of the youngs. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're talking about the Tai Young. So Tai Young is like your first line. Um, things go into the Tai Young and it, that's where your Wei Qi sort of circulates. And that's, that's what's defending against your body. So when we're talking about that, that first type of patient that I was talking about before, somebody that's fairly healthy, uh, doesn't really catch colds too easily, but sort of really doesn't want to catch a cold, um, is looking for that preventative against the flu season or, you know, whatever. Um, so we're looking at building up that that base. Yeah. And keeping up, keeping the tie young quite strong and making sure that those doors that we were talking about before are performing correctly. Yeah. So me personally, I'm looking internal. Uh, looking at how the spleen is, looking at how the lung is, and the kidney, uh, making sure that the liver is all good in terms of like liver cheese stagnation and things like that. So making sure nothing is is wreaking havoc and trying to sort of boost those things, giving some tonics, trying to you know lift the lift the chi a bit. Um, I'm going down more of that route compared to what we were talking about, and that's how we got on that track is rather than, you know, relieving the exterior with your guija tongues and uh tongue, ma huang tongue, you know, those type of things. We're looking at more like the bujong yichi tongues. Um there was another good one we mentioned. Yeah, and like the shao chai hu tongue, which is, you know, looking at that pivot and making sure that that's all good. Um So yeah, that's Yeah, that's no, definitely. Yeah. There's know, just in just like ballpark um ballpark formulas there yeah no that's definitely good that's what i would look at (laughs) (laughs) yeah good job tom thanks thank you um i feel kind of sad that i I still haven't we'll cover i feel like that's a topic in itself the the six stages it's yeah i just didn't want to i just didn't want to dive too deep into that theory of um shanghan lun and stuff I mean, keep it sort of what we're talking about here. Yeah, and our teacher would have scolded you for mixing uh, organ theory and Shanghan Lun oh, theory. Oh, definitely, definitely. But <laughs> yeah, it it all it all is combined together. But it definitely, when you're looking at treatment options, ha- like either go with like Shanghan Lun or um, the Six Meridian theory or or 12 million theory or, you know, whatever you're going to look at, um, mm-hmm. go with it that way. But just for ballpark and running ideas and stuff like that, we can definitely mix the two. <laughs> because, you know... <laughs> yeah, sure. Shang Han Lun and the Tai... Like, talking about 
um, the the six meridians is is always an interesting topic. And I do like to talk about it, and I know that theory that that you were talking about there with the gates is is quite interesting. Hmm. So I wanted to elaborate on it to for anybody that is interested. Yeah, it's a it's a different take, I think, on because it's so confusing with all the Chinese names when it comes to the, the six layers. Oh, definitely, definitely. And yeah, just finding a way to be like, hey, this is I can picture this in my head how this would look. I guess helps. Yeah, but yeah, like like I was saying before, with you know with the immunity, we're definitely looking at those outside layers, um, trying to stop things coming into the into the house, so to speak. So. Yeah. Yeah, for what sure. What about acupuncture, Tom? I don't know if... Is Charlene still here? Yeah, I'm here. Oh. Oh. Can you hear me? Just quiet because of technical difficulties. Oh, uh, yeah, that's... She's back. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A little bit. Um, Our listeners will be able to hear you very clearly, but we um, are having difficulties. Yeah, so that's, that's okay. okay. It's... Uh, We're still working out the kinks, guys. Oh, Charlene can get better internet. What? <laughs> <laughs> she can definitely hear you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, yeah, let's let's cover some acupuncture points. I feel like those that's the other side of the coin that we cover in terms of Chinese medicine. Or other other ways of treatment, like cupping or moxibustion, possibly? Yeah, uh, definitely uh, depends on what you want to do and... Again, like what type of patient you have. If you have that patient one uh, that is quite healthy, you can probably do some cupping and, you know, relieve the muscles and draw out. I was talking about this the other day to somebody, but I don't really love the word toxins, but draw out all those external pathogens that may be lingering uh, through like maybe do 14 or the um, the lung back shoe or, you know, those type of things. Um, Or moxa. Moxa has been great as a preventative. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I believe Moxa Stomach Thirty Six will have to look into it. But yeah, I've I've heard a lot of people are uh, direct Moxering uh, Stomach Thirty Six as a preventative for Corona. So mm. you know that's a that's another thing. Um, yeah, I've I've read a few a study where um, Stomach Thirty Six is a big immunity boosting point in itself so yeah what were you trying to say Charlene I think because stomach 36 affects the chi so um it's like one of the those empirical points for immunity um as well as kidney 27 um end of the kidney meridian it's like over the lungs so it's also another Mm -hmm. empirical point um to help boost that immunity yeah, those points, you know, both those points are quite good. And I was also going to say, I don't know if you can hear me or not, but um, for elderly patients and for, I guess, young children, I think it's important to consider the lung. Um, this is going back to before when you're talking about, I mean, not lung, kidney. Um, yeah, this it's going back to what you, when you were talking about organs before. Um, but with elderly patients and young children, I think kidney, especially kidney meridian, um, to help kind of the lung function, like that lung and kidney combination. I also wanted to say that kidney 27 isn't a very used point. 
I wouldn't say. But it's it's coming back to that um that common theme of thinking outside the box a little bit without trying to reinvent the wheel. You know, we're using a very good point in Stomach 36 that we use all the time. And, you know, we're just coming up with new and better functions and reminding how good that point is. Um, And then, yeah, coupling that with a point that is rarely used but has great functions as well with Kidney 27. And, yeah, like, like Charlene said, you know, thinking about those meridian pairings when you're doing acupuncture, uh, the kidney and the lung relationship, and needling the kidneys because of that that internal connection it has with the lungs. And you can also, you know, do some of the the mirroring and stuff like that um, to affect the lungs. And So there's endless possibilities, and that's why we all love Chinese medicine. <laughs> yeah, there's, there was this study that I read as well that said that um, electroacu, uh, electroacupuncture helps with um, intestinal mucosal immune barrier in intestinals, which helps for like it like increases the con- uh, concentration of like the immune cells, like the T cells uh, in the body. Which it's like, oh, that's pretty cool. So it protects against like sepsis. Yeah, exactly. Which is, which is really great. Um, but I think I think we should just about wrap it up. Um, wrap it up in this podcast. Is there anything else you guys want to touch on or say? Um, stay safe out there. I mean, it's it's still coronavirus is still happening more than ever now. Then, yes, it is. We're you know coming into. We I believe we still haven't hit the peak, so uh, yeah, stay safe and again wash your hands. Um, build on that first level immunity of your skin, and yeah empirical to make sure you keep washing your hands and don't touch anything and then touch your face or anything like that yeah Hashtag stop the spread stop the spread except butter butter's all right <laughs> <laughs> um i think i think something that not many people have talked about in terms of like while this lockdown is happening is the importance of like still trying to maintain a, like a, la- a healthy lifestyle like even though we're trapped at home, like still definitely go out and try and exercise and keep a healthy diet when yeah, it comes to meditation this stuff. and stuff like that. Cause that is also empirical for your immunity is, uh, and that comes back to, you know, the spleen and the chi is keeping up that health, healthy lifestyle and keeping up all that, you know, goodness and energy and things like that to, you know, help you fight off all these, all these pathogens, um, you know, it's, it's. There's no fault that in the summertime, when the vitamin D is out and you're feeling good and you're doing lots of great stuff, that you get sick less. You know your immunity is at its peak. Um, so yeah, that's that's a good point. Yeah, and I think it's it's important to say like how like cortisol, how it wrecks havoc on your body and your immune system, which is the stress hormone, and yeah, just. Yeah, which comes back again to the liver and the spleen. Um, you know, just to tie it all back into to Chinese medicine and just for some of our listeners that may not be um, complete Chinese medicine doctors or, you know, just want to have an idea, it's coming back to connecting all the dots. Um, you know, 
So, yeah, again, like what Tom was saying, the cortisol wreaking havoc on your body, connecting that to Chinese medicine is the liver liver and that spleen connection. Um, when the liver gets angry, it just absolutely wrecks your spleen. And then, obviously, as we were saying before, with that, you know, with your spleen out of action, it damages your lung in the long run. And then that then affects your immunity and your chi. And so, yeah, remember that it's all connected. And um, if you are wanting to look for prevention and stuff like that, uh, reach out to your Chinese medicine doctors and talk to them about it and see what they have to say in terms of your case and who you are as a person. So, Anyways, we'll uh, wrap it up there. There's an earthquake going on, Nick. What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was an earthquake around here last last week um anyways we'll wrap it up there um so charlene if you want to send us off oh don't forget to follow us on facebook and instagram um let us know how you're boosting your immunity if there are any recipes any herbs or anything you're taking and let us know what you want to hear about next and and as always we've been the forever young podcast and we'll hear from you next time Bye. Bye.